This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. I only wear this when BYU loses a big game. Like, it's like a coping mechanism for me. I'm like, oh, man. Sports! Yeah, sports. Because in the end, like, it's okay. Like, you, if, if you're a pilot or a surgeon and you mess up, like, people die. No, you know, no one did last night. It's okay. It's going to be on. It's going to be okay. Life moves on. Uh, but it is a big loss. And the loss of Gavin Baxter is a huge loss. We'll we, discuss coming yeah, up. Absolutely. Yeah. Here yeah. is your show lineup, as Jerem just mentioned. Yeah. As we look back at BYU and Utah Valley from the UCCU Center in faraway Orem, Utah. Big road trip. What's the bigger defeat? Is it the actual game for the 12th-ranked Cougars, or is it the loss of another significant big man in Gavin Baxter? Tyler Haas will join us to offer his opinion on that matter and what he thinks BYU needs to do in order to turn the page for what now feels like a massive game at Missouri State on Saturday. I would have ever said those words. Some limited personnel. Massive game at Missouri State? I don't even know Missouri State's mascot. It's the Bears, I believe. Bears beats Battlestar Galactic. I believe. I could be wrong, but I believe it's the Bears. Great. Now you've endangered the entire network. (laughs) BYU It's confirmed it's the Bears. It it is the Bears? Yes. Kennedy Eschenberg of BYU Women's Volleyball, on a happier note. Yeah is going to join us live as well to preview the NCAA tournament first and second round matches, and there will be a first and second round match. We're going on record there. In Provo, with that said, bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Number 12, BYU men's hoops loses 72-65 to Utah Valley in overtime, shooting a whopping 32% of the process. Fardaz Amak had 24 points, 22 rebounds. Incredible. The Wolverines, whose three former Cougars basked in the glory of upsetting Brigham with a post-game picture. BYU is now 6-1, Utah Valley 7-1. Gavin Baxter tore his ACL in the game, is out for the season. Just terrible news. Cougars play at Missouri State. They are the Bears. I thought of that myself. No one told me that on Saturday. Utah Valley, as Jerem just said, has seven wins. Four of them are in overtime. That's incredible. Which is just insane. And I talked to a number of BYU people who said, look, I was at the Utah game on Saturday and the game tonight at the UCCU Center. The atmosphere at Utah Valley was way more hostile and better than oh. what BYU experienced up on the hill in Salt Lake City. Yeah, and Chris Burgess was right. What he said on the show yesterday that you brought up in the uh, countdown to tip-off show. Yeah. It's like he knew that there were some things I, going on within the team and players were sick and stuff. Academically, I was like Utah Valley. Just in overtime a lot. Just last <laughs> second, throwing in assignments. <laughs> Taysom Hill onto the NFL news now. Expected to start tonight. Okay. Against the Dallas Cowboys. Nice. This will be Hill's fifth career start at quarterback. Of course, he filled in four times for the injured Drew Brees last year, was 3-1 and one in that stretch, threw four touchdown passes and a couple of picks, yet completed 73% of his passes in that run. The game against Dallas kicks off at 6:20 Mountain, 8:20 Eastern on Fox. Thursday night, primetime football for Taysom Hill against America's team. <laughs> at least it's been 30 years. Women's soccer arrives in Santa Clara yesterday, held a practice last night ahead of Friday's College Cup semifinal. Santa Clara, which you can listen to on BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, and watch on ESPNU. Kind of a fun, uh, you know, exit party, yeah. including Kalani Sitake, the men's soccer team, saying, hey, 
join us in the national championship uh, situation. So good luck to the ladies. Can't wait for uh, Friday night. Former BYU softball star. Granted, she's still a current BYU softball star, but yeah, I guess she was. Yeah, what's that about? Former freshman BYU softball star. Wait a <laughs> now minute. Now she's a sophomore. We kicked her out. <laughs> what the heck? Violet Zavodnik logged an RBI in last night's Team USA softball junior women's national team, a six to nothing win against Mexico. She had a single that put the USA up by two runs, made a big defensive play as well. The former WCC Player of the Year and now Team USA member. We'll advance to the gold medal game tonight. Team USA 5-0, and they have a rematch against Mexico. Good luck to Violet. That's great. She's awesome, man. So good. Track and field signed state champ and Utah State record holder in the pole vault, Dallin Thornton from Bingham High School, my high school rep. How do you feel about that? I feel great. Sports. I feel good. <laughs> oh, it feels so good. Uh. All rise and shout. It is time for What's Trending. So are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. And we start, unfortunately, with defeated December. Because that's where we are with BYU men's basketball two days into the month. That's a better one than I heard on Twitter last night. Uh, (laughs) I heard some other ones that were, I, I can't even bring up. Jerem, which is the bigger loss last night? Is it 12th-ranked BYU losing the rivalry game to Utah Valley, or is it the loss for the season to another big man in Gavin Baxter? Certainly losing to Utah Valley is something you never want to do if you're BYU. You never do in any sport. I'm sorry. It is what it is, right? Congrats to UVU. They earned that. Like They played great defense. They held BYU to you know, 65 points, 55 in regulation. They earned that. BYU lost that game, you know? Uh, UVU won that game. BYU didn't lose that game. Okay, there's a difference. Um, I think it's Baxter. Here's why: the combination. And I'm just gutted. We're all gutted for Gavin. Just stinks, man. Three years in a row, he has an injury that has him out for almost or all of the year. That's terrible. Labrum, ACL, and then this is the other knee. It's not the knee he tore the ACL on. It's the other knee, which is just the worst. So it's Baxter. Here's why: you combine it with the loss of Richard Harwood, which we don't know if and when Rich. Richard Harward will come back. That combination, to me, goes from BYU feeling like, okay, maybe they could equal last year to Bubblicious. I think BYU will probably be Bubblicious now because you can't just assume that Foose and Atiki and Caleb can produce in the same way that those other two combined together with those five. It's just going to – the learning curve is harder. Uh, BYU's inability to make threes right now is a massive issue. BYU bangs in a couple threes last night. I'm telling you, like two or three when they're up five or seven, BYU wins that game. Sure. But but they don't. So I, I think it has um, – and it's maybe it's a hot take. Maybe it's not. But the loss of Baxter combined with Harvard, to me, changes the entire season for BYU because BYU has to have a big man who's going to – now you, Foose is six seven. He's got the long reach. That's great. He's an undersized five, but he's not a five. There will be a couple times – where Matthias Toss of St. Mary's and Drew Timmy and McLovin, a.k.a. Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga, are going to have a size advantage that will be difficult to deal with. And now rebounding hurts. Now defense hurts. The things that BYU has won games on. It's, it's a massive loss, dude. I've got good news for you, Jerem. Uh, I saw last night on Twitter, and everything is factual on Twitter, that there is a young man in the current transfer portal named oh Broly Children. Yep. And he's available. <laughs> he's available And right eligible now. immediately. Yeah. Broly Children oh coming back to BYU. That's, 
Uh, again, I, I say that for some levity because this is a very, very unfortunate and heartbreaking situation. Uh, watching Gavin leave the floor last night from a close proximity was, I mean, the wrong word to use here is probably painful because it was emotionally painful, yeah. and he's experiencing serious pain right there. Well, emotionally. Good oh, gosh. my goodness. Like physically, yes, he just, but emotionally. The way he laid on the floor. He's probably done f- for his career. That, that's the thing. Is he, is he just done again for the season? Does he pull a Taysom Hill or try and pull a Taysom Hill and come back from another season-ending injury? I don't think so. He had kind of declared two years ago, I'm not going to be here beyond four years. <sighs> Man. And so it might be the season-ender. Who knows? Well, and, and I, mean, I hate it. Under. I hate it for Gavin for multiple reasons. Um, obviously, basketball, but now it just we're looking at ten to twelve months of rehab just to get back to normal life. Yes, I mean people are like, "Oh, we'll welcome you back. Come back and play more basketball." Like he still has to rehab just to get back to normal life. I'm not sure he wants to. Oh, and you know he's who knows he's just got so much significant time now required to rehab that knee just to be able to walk again normally. He was playing so well. I know. And playing such a high level. So, yes, the bigger loss is Gavin Baxter. I'm not ready to go to where you are, which is, oh, man, BYU's a bubblicious team. I still think this BYU team will be a tournament team. Can they hold on to the ranking now, though? Yeah, BYU go to, like, 21. Can they beat Missouri State and stay in the top 25? If you can't beat Missouri State on the road, you got issues, man. Well, Missouri State's not a world beater. Is Missouri State better than we thought Utah Valley was? Because BYU was a 13-and-a-half-point favorite against Utah Valley. I mean, what are they going to be I against don't think, Missouri State? I don't think BYU is the team that beat Oregon, and I don't think they're the team that lost Utah Valley. I think they're the team that's played in all the other games. That's the BYU team. They but play defense, and now, they, they rebound. And yes, but, I know Gavin but those two things are affected now, yeah. It's different. And the fact that Gideon George wasn't healthy last night, that – that's a big deal, too. And that's a good point, which Rebound. I was going to bring up, is yeah. Gideon George will be back. And yeah. at some point, we think the BYU basketball team as a whole will be healthier. And we learned that from the coaches that a bunch of you guys were sick last night. That came in late. And I know Mark Pope was like, I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to bank on that as you an excuse. You still need to beat Utah Valley. Got to find you a way. still need and to beat Utah did, Valley. They almost did with as bad as everything was. Oh, no moral victory there, though. Zero, almost. Yeah. Horseshoes and hand grenades, man. So, again, I'm not ready to hit the emergency button on... Well, okay, so let's address what really happened against UVU. Okay, okay we've got the will of accountability here. Okay, we spin okay. it, we discuss. Okay, Number of options. Okay, let's just go. let's just give you an idea of a few of these. Let's just spin uh, it. Let's go. The refs, the Revengers, sickness, uh, crazy environment, AMAC, Fardaz. Spoiler alert. Okay. Let's go. Let's spin right. it. Let's spin the wheel. Let's go. What's the All real right. reason BYU lost to UVU? Let's see here. Fate will decide. Baxter <laughs> injury. We Gavin talked about it. Yep. Baxter we, injury. We, we talked about it. Which yep. is fitting. Yep. Okay, All right. What? How about curse of the mark? Okay, lay this one out. This is unbelievable. Another I mark. i got to move this. It's There's a sh- uh, shadow on your face. Okay, another head coach named amazing. Mark at Utah Valley beats BYU with former BYU players, mm-hmm. a former NBA player mm-hmm. who was not a BYU guy or not a Utah basketball guy for that matter, does it again. Just these crazy... The, cur- the curse of Mark. Yes. The, it, <laughs> these tie-overs between Mark Madsen and Mark Pope. And uh, the Wolverines get it done again. All right. The spin the wheel Mark. again. It Let's happened. go. That was a weak spin, but we don't have time here. The road game. Ro- road game. So... BYU played five of its first six at home. The one was semi-away in Portland, took care of business against Oregon. At Utah, tougher game. BYU played well down the stretch, won by 11. This was 
This was a true road game. Those are harder. BYU still should have won this game, but it was definitely harder than it. I thought it would be, and then I didn't think BYU would lose. So, yeah, road games. And BYU it, plays another road game on Saturday. It it was, I mentioned before, legit hostile road environment, I which told, I did not think it was going to be. I told Tijon uh, Lucas, I almost said Karoma, I said, this is going to feel like a state championship game. Like, that's the vibe you're going to get mm. there. Yeah. All right, the wheel goes again. We're, we're going little spins here. Okay, elevation. <laughs> <laughs> it is like 140 a, feet higher at Orem than no, it is in no, Provo. No, it's down. There's no way it's higher. It's down. What are you talking about? It's down Are you sure? Feet. Oh, 100%. You go towards the lake. Poor shooting. Uh, to me, this is the number one reason BYU lost. Like, Poor shooting. Like, you could argue the Gavin injury eight minutes into the game is perhaps the number one the reason. The emotional toll that the Gavin yeah, Baxter totally. injury took on the BYU team was the most significant thing I saw. Okay. Just the wind went out of the sails. Okay. I still think BYU should make baskets when they shoot. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay. like emotionally, you're in a bad spot. You've, that, does that change your form suddenly? Okay. Like, what happened? Okay. Um, I think BYU shooting 32% was bad. BYU didn't make another shot. Um, made one field goal the last 8-10, and it was Spencer Johnson to tie the game after missing those two free throws. Which, hey, that was a couple of bricks. That was bad, but he made up for it. He did. He got an Luckily, overtime. the ball goes out of bounds. Crazy. Uh, it's, it's been confirmed to me, Jerem. Elevation in Orem City at an average, 4,774. Orem, Orem City, yes, but not okay. that arena. Provo, 4551. So there is a 200-foot okay. difference there. <laughs> the, the arena is You still is have to downhill. go down the hill to Provo to BYU. There is a significant Oh, drop. I get it now. Yes. I get it now. Yes. You're right. You crest, and then you go over. You're right. Thank you. I stand corrected. <laughs> Our question of the day. <laughs> That's funny. What was the bigger loss for BYU in that elevation game oh against Utah God. Valley last yeah, night? What excuse do we have for losing to U freaking VU? Was it the actual game against the Wolverines or the loss of Gavin Baxter for the season? Let's go to Voice oh. of the Nation. This is... The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At BF Webster on Twitter answers, Gavin, clearly, this is just heartbreaking. Yeah. Given all he's been through, which is now three season-ending injuries and the three worst. consecutive seasons, the Utah Valley loss will, I hope, be a big wake-up call for the team. Yes, BYU's defense is great, but you still have to make buckets to win. I should offer an addendum. Gavin did come back after his shoulder injury. For eight games. For eight games at the end. Including of, helping beat Gonzaga. Yeah, Mark Pope's first season. Yeah. But still, significant time was missed in that season. This just, he will have played uh, 15 games in three years. I hate yeah, it so it's much. terrible. Okay, coming up, is Taysom is a Taysom Texas performance on Ooh. tap tonight. And teams. the all-time leading scorer in BYU basketball history, Tyler Haas, is going to join us. Oh, what's up? Is he hitting the emergency button? And how do the Cougars turn the page to get a win at Missouri State? This is BYU Sports Nation. Looking festive back then. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Saturday, BYU men's hoops travels to Springfield, Missouri to face the Missouri State Bears. Coverage begins at 3 Eastern on Cougar Pregame Live. Then Jason Shepard has the play-by-play at 4 Eastern with Mark Durant on BYU Radio and the app. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Time now to bring in 
the man who scored more buckets for BYU basketball than any other man in the history of the program. He is Tyler Hawes. What's up, Ty? Over Zoom. Ty, uh, we're glad that you're joining us on a somber morning to discuss what in the world happened last night against Utah Valley. But let's start with... Are you wearing black as well? <laughs> I'm wearing black. We're yeah, all I'm wearing just black over here. Yep, yep. I've got we've got our Christmas decorations up. I got the fire oh, going. Man. Look at you yeah. trying to get trying to get cozy, trying to recover. Trying guys. to bring some good vibes. I'm sick. Okay. Well, yeah, that's where I was going to start. Is how, how do you find good vibes after a loss like that? And it's tough because BYU loses Gavin Baxter for the season. And I said this to Jerem just a few minutes ago when he went out. There was a notable emotional difference on the BYU bench, and it's hard to overcome that. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I thought maybe BYU can get through this because they're a mature team and they got a lot of ballers on the team. But it just the wind was taken out of the sails of a team that was already down one big man. They're a bunch of sick guys. So I, how did you see it? I mean, you're watching back here in the pregame through the TV. What what did you see as the biggest impact of losing Gavin Baxter for BYU last night? Yeah, I think they've already been through it once with Richard, right? And now to see Gavin go down, I mean, those two guys, they're leaders in the locker room. They're emotional leaders, very loud and outspoken guys. And so to see two of those guys, two core guys on your team go down, yeah, you could see it uh, on all their faces, even the coaches' faces. Everybody was sick from from that. And so just, just really really tough to to deal with but you know what this is a part of basketball this is a part of a season um there's ups and downs and you know you've got to you've got to learn how to win but you also have to learn how to lose and um you know different guys have to step up and uh but that that loss last night it hurts and it will sting for for a while um yeah you know like like jerem said earlier in the show I mean, you just cannot lose to Utah Valley. I, I said last night, th- this f- feels like uh, losing to your little brother a little a little bit. Like, eh, nothing against my little bro. Your but, little brother you was know, pretty good, the, dude. <laughs> the, the 10-year-old TJ that's talking trash and chirping in my ear, right? I, I never wanted to lose to that TJ. So UVU is a 10-year-old TJ to you? Is that the comp you just made up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, certainly UVU is more talented than a 10-year-old TJ. No offense to TJ. But, yeah, you shouldn't lose. You just shouldn't. And now uh, Gavin Baxter's out for the season. So how does that change things? Because BYU is now going to rely on some talented players but inexperienced in Fusini Traore and Atiki Ali Atiki and, of course, Caleb Lohner. Right. Those guys have to step up and be big. I mean, BYU hasn't, I mean, beside outside the Oregon game, really BYU hasn't played well offensively. Um, but they, they have done some good things inside, right? We, we never see BYU get outscored in the paint. And last night they got outscored 30 to 20, uh, outscored in double figures. And so, uh, these guys are going to have to be big on both ends of the floor. Um, you know, BYU last night had 15 offensive boards, but only converted, uh, what was it, five second chance points. And so, I mean, if if these shooting woes continue, these guys have to be huge on the glass, but be able to finish and put those back, right? And, and 
BYU has to find a way to play inside out to, you know, to get the flow back uh, of their three point shooting and to see some shots go in. It, it starts with these guys in the paint. And, but what's co- what's got to be comforting to, to us and to, to all BYU fans is these guys are more than capable. I mean, those guys really talented. Yeah, they're inexperienced, but they can do it. They have all the tools and assets. And we've seen moments of really good things from from Foos and Atiki and and Caleb. We know what he's he's capable of. Um, and he's gonna he's gonna find his rhythm here and things are gonna pick up. Um, but you know, these next couple of days are, are going to be a little bit dark for these guys. I, I, I've, I've been through similar things. We, we definitely had our moments uh, in my time at BYU and they're dark and they should be dark, but that's what helps you get better and, and figure out how to, how to improve and, and get better. Tyler Hawes, BYU's all-time leading scorer, is with us on BYU Sports Nation, recapping BYU and Utah Valley from a night ago. Some fans were concerned that this loss would negatively impact BYU's tournament resume, like significantly saying, oh, it might be a quad four loss. I'm not of that opinion, Tyler. I think that the way Utah Valley's playing right now, this could very well become a quad two loss because Utah Valley just has to be one of the top 135 teams in the net rankings, and it was on the road. So with that said, where does this loss hurt the most? You talked about the dark times. Where specifically does it hurt BYU the most as they try and push forward and turn the page? Yeah, I think I'm I'm with you, Spence. I, I don't I don't think it's going to be a quad four loss. I mean, the way UVU's playing, um, they're they're going to continue to get better. They won their conference last year. Uh, I see them doing the exact same thing this year and continuing to play well. And so, you know, down the road, I. I don't think it'll be as big of a deal. Yeah, it is dark right now, but um, there's still a ton to play for. And, you know, Coach Pope said last night, this this season, it is a journey. And there's some unexpected things that that come up in the year, and you got to figure out how to, how to deal with them and how to fight. And so, um, you know, I think – I, I think the biggest thing, though, the bi- the darkest cloud over my head right now is is the is BYU's offense, the shooting. Um, they just seem so stagnant and out of the flow. Guys are um, playing a little bit hesitant and deferring to other people. And you know, I think I think the the weird thing is is we've seen this over and over in in games that they've won. Right? This isn't something new that's happened this year, but outside the Oregon game, BYU has not shot the ball well. Um, and UVU did a good job of taking, uh, taking Alex Barcelo out last night and other guys have to be ready to step up and attack. And, you know, it, I, I just felt like guys were, were looking and deferring to other people instead of, you know, grabbing the bull by the horns and being like, this is my time. I got to step up. Let's talk about the three-point shooting. So, obviously, Alex Barcelo is doing fine, shooting 48% overall. Didn't have his best game the last three, though, shooting the ball. Um, it's cooled off significantly. Uh, Spencer Johnson's good, 45%. But everybody else is having an issue. But Tijon Lucas is good, 38%. Let's talk about everybody else. Caleb Boner, 0 for 9. He doesn't even take threes now. He's not really taking them. Gideon George, 2 for 14. Seneca Knight, 1 for 11. Trevenel, 5 for 22, 23%. If BYU just makes a couple of those, Tyler, just – here and there, like one, what each of those guys makes one a game. Like that's not asking a ton. 
I think that changes the trajectory of what happened last night and, and the season. So I feel like this is something that will change. I don't feel like BYU is going to be a 31% shooting team from three all year. Um, and those numbers actually, I'm realizing right now, are before last night. And last night didn't go well, so it's probably even worse. I feel like that's going to change. Do you feel it will as well? I think so. Um, you know, I've been in locker rooms with with Pope and Figure and been in the gym with those guys. I know they're they're watching a ton of film and they're in the gym with their guys trying to figure this thing out. And, um, you know, as sick as we feel, they feel 10 times sicker. And they the only way to to get that nasty taste out of your mouth is to play another game and to continue taking good shots like we we said it last night jerem we feel like these guys are getting good looks they're shooting really good shots it's not like anyone's forcing bad shots but i expect trev to to shoot a, a good percentage towards the end of the year expect caleb to start seeing some go down Tijon Lucas, uh, I, I think his percentage can get even better. Seneca Knight's still trying to find his flow. Um, but it, it is early in the year. But I think the biggest thing uh, from a shooting perspective is to continue to take those shots and shoot them with confidence. BYU, they, these guys always talk about owning your shot, right? The, this situation right now, you have to own your shot. Every time, every time you get a good look, own it, make or miss, you're, you're putting it up there and shooting it with confidence. And it, it feels like, you know, from a mental perspective, there's some doubt creeping in and some hesitancy. And that just cannot happen. For, for this thing to turn around, you got to be aggressive. You got to play on attack and you got to shoot it with confidence and, and, and shoot it like you've made 10 in a row. I do want to add this spin to the conversation. Let's not forget that Gavin Baxter was playing maybe four or five minutes a half when the season began, and it was Fusini Traore and Atiki Ali Atiki when Richard Harwood won out. And so they've gone through some significant growth experiences. I just think in the moment, in the road, hostile environment, losing Gavin, gutted for him, that, that that's a lot to overcome. So, Tyler, how much do you trust the BYU coaches to get the big man situation right before Missouri State and the remainder of non-conference and right the ship? Is a couple of days enough to remind those young guys that they've done this earlier in the season, or is it going to take some more time? I mean, I definitely think there will still be some growing pains. I mean, these are young, inexperienced guys, but – like I said earlier, these guys are capable. They're talented. We've seen moments of uh, their capabilities early, early in the year. And so if anyone can get them right, though, it's Pope, it's Burgess, it's Fieger. These guys are gym rats and they're going to dig into the film and and sit down and, and talk with these guys and figure out ways to improve and bring them up to speed a lot quicker than uh, I think anybody expected. And so you know, another point, another thought is these guys are big men coaches, right? I love Pope for, for everything he did for me from a guard perspective. And I, I can't even imagine what he'd be like as, as a big man coach, because that's his, that's his go-to stuff. And same with Chris Burgess. And so um, no doubt those big men inside are going to be relying heavily on, on those two. Um, But I, I expect them to 
to pick it right up and um you know but there there still will be some growing pains and and guys have to be patient with those those two but they're capable tyler this has been cathartic for me looking at the fireplace behind you the christmas decorations talking through things show, show the, us the fireplace again the, the world's not nice. ending oh nice. oh it's, that's uh i feel better is so that a tv you. screen or is that a real it looks looks <laughs> got, real got the tv screen yep no, I mean the fire. Yeah, trying, trying to just cope, guys. You know. Yep. It's it's rough. I, I'm still I'm still sick. This one will hurt. Yeah. The, the lighting in that room's amazing, by the way. You look incredible. <laughs> wow. Hey, thanks. That's and we got to get the things important when you're on the television. Yeah. Tyler, great to talk with you, man. Uh, we'll do it again soon. In fact, all season long. If you like what Tyler House has to say, yeah, next Wednesday. And be with us on Countdown to Tip Off yeah. once again next Wednesday. We only have four more of those. Which is weird, right? Yeah, then you watch more on ESPN, CBS Sports Network. All right, we can offer our commentary. I like hanging out with Ty. He's a good guy. Yes, he is. Great. Okay, coming up, Kennedy Eschenberg ahead of tomorrow's Women's Volleyball NCAA Tournament. And should BYU and Notre Dame on the football side try and pull off a BYU-Coastal Carolina situation? Maybe yesterday. Play a game on three days' notice? On two days' notice? This is BYU Sports Nation. It's Thursday, not Wednesday. Come on, babe. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. If you watch BYU Sports Nation right now, you're probably in the top 0.5% of BYU fans. Yep, that's right. Kiki Solano releases right now Spotify Wrapped, and it's a good one. Check it out on the BYUSN Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook account. He is Jeremiah Spencer. This is a Thursday edition of BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get content at any point through your day, follow us on the social media platforms. They are Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Let's whip it! The Cougar Whip Ram presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. More like shooting problems last night. Uh, Bigger influence on the game, Spencer Johnson or Spencer Linton? Oh, yeah, there's that, too. Because I talked about BYU being perfect in November, and I thought that... They had a good shot to run the table through December. Clearly, Jerem, I had a greater impact on things because I jinxed any shot for BYU to go through December. Mind you, we discussed at length the potential no-loss November before all of those games last week happened, and we didn't jinx that. But because BYU lost, clearly it's on me. Yeah, I blame you. It's all your fault. It's man. all my fault. It's not. I jinxed it. Well, it's not partially your fault. I would say it's all your fault. All my fault. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Do you expect Taysom Hill to have a vintage Taysom versus Texas game tonight against the Cowboys, although it's in New Orleans? No. I, the Cowboys are actually a good team, uh, unlike Texas in 2013 and 14, um, who were like eight-win teams those years, I think. Um I think he'll have a good game, but I think it's going to be a struggle. He's not, like, fully healthy, right? He's had a concussion issue, a foot injury. Like, he's not like a hundy, and the Cowboys are pretty good, but hopefully he has a great game. Yeah, here's what I do expect from Taysom Hill. A combination of three total touchdowns on the ground and through the air. Yeah, if he doesn't have three total touchdowns, I don't think they have a chance to win. I I expect that Taysom will have three total touchdowns. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, Will he have more rushing, passing, or receiving touchdowns? I'm going to say rushing. I think I think of the three touchdowns I expect, I think two of them will be on the ground because they'll have some goal line scenarios. Alvin Kamara has been banged up. The running back situation is not good. Taysom yeah. is a load to handle at the goal line. The Saints have lost all four games since Kamara yes. got hurt. Yes. So I think it'll be passing because, remember, Taysom's foot isn't 100%. Okay. But he's still Captain America. If they're on the one-yard line, 
Hard to argue with Taysom Hill just using brute force. Well, yeah, if they're on the one. Get into the end What about zone. on the seven? <laughs> okay, at that point, yeah, it's with the arm. <laughs> CBS Sports' Danny Cannell, former college football quarterback and now college football analyst, tweeted out the following, and I quote, Notre Dame should call up BYU and play on conference championship weekend. Instead of sitting at home while everyone faces tough matchups, go do the same and play a top 15 program. Now, the ideology there, Jerem, is hey, if Notre Dame beats BYU and some teams above them lose, then maybe they get into the college football playoff. And it would be good for BYU, too, because BYU needs to raise the resume a little bit to try and get a New Year's Six game. We've been here before. Does the Independence Conference Championship need to happen? This tweet was sent out last Wednesday. Yep. So, yes, had that actually been lined up, no, Notre Dame wouldn't do it right now. They're, they're uh, worrying about their own things. You know, they're going to hire their DCF. Brian Kelly goes to LSU. We've been there before. No, the midweek game, no. But had that actually been lined up beforehand or weeks in advance or something, yes, that would have been awesome. Jeremy, I have a dream that BYU so and Luther Notre Dame will play in the Fiesta Bowl. Oh, that'd be awesome. And man. Michigan State will play the ACC champion in the Peach Bowl. That would be awesome. My dream, it's far out there. But who needs a conference championship game in Independence when you can just play the game in the Fiesta Bowl? Potentially? Well, if if BYU gets in without it, great. Oklahoma President Joe Haraz was quoted as saying, "We would have liked more notice as it pertains to Lincoln Riley leaving for USC, which sparked a Twitter mob." Mike Golick Jr. You know who else probably would have liked a little bit more notice this summer? Uh, yeah, W uh, VU Mountaineer. OU stiffed the conference by under backs. Riley did the same to the Sooners. What comes around goes around. Yep. Throwing rocks in your glass house so well deserved. Do you applaud the level of pettiness from Big 12 fans? Absolutely, I do. Yes. Oklahoma deserves this because of what they did to the Big 12. Yes. And leaving for the SEC without telling anybody at rank in the Big 12. Hilarious. Uh, yes. No. You. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that are, the Big 12 would have left more notice to Oklahoma. You were asking for trouble. But in the end, I'm grateful that Oklahoma and Texas left because that opened the door for BYU. The reason BYU the got the greatest in. thing ever. Yeah. The what goes around comes around situation yes, that Oklahoma was just presented opened the door for BYU. Yes, it did. And the Cougars busted through it, baby. Mm-hmm. All right. That takes care of. No, it doesn't. Steve Adazio, the Colorado State head coach, was fired um, today. Should be will a BYU assistant be in the mix for this? Absolutely. Because Kalani's not going to in the mix. It's the Intermountain Region. Colorado State is obviously aware of what BYU is doing. Why would they not look at BYU assistants potentially as like, hey, we could be a good landing spot for the assistance of a team that's gone 21 and three in the last 24 games. I'd pick off one of the coordinators potentially as a candidate, or Ed Lamb, the associate head coach, who has been a head coach at Southern Utah before. We'll see what happens. I don't. I don't Coaching think K-Rod Carousel. wants to bounce. Yeah. I, again, we feel strongly that uh, Kalani's not going to leave BYU, but that doesn't mean the assistance, when opportunities come up for them to potentially take a next step, won't jump at that. Yeah. It's good to have assistants picked off sometimes. If everyone stays forever, it's not a lifelong calling. It's not emeritus coach. Coming up, our double-down results. And BYU women's volleyball star Kennedy Eschenberg joins us. She's bringing winning feelings into Studio B, Jeremy. There's been too much, you know, just sadness today. One one loss. We need some, we need some joy. Let's go to Kennedy's bringing it. This is BYU Sports Nation. Volleyball, baby. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
Yo, 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 BYU soccer left yesterday. They're playing Santa Clara tomorrow night at Santa Clara in the semifinal of the College Cup. Greg Rubel will have the call live on BYU Radio Series XM 143 in the app beginning tomorrow at 9.30 Eastern. Grace Johnson, what's up? I have always appreciated the send-offs that are organized when these teams make deep runs in NCAA tournaments. I love it. I wanted to be there. I was off. I was resting at home. Uh, prior to Canada and tip off, and I was like, oh, that looks so fun. It was great. I was here hosting a show yeah. while it was happening. Really? <laughs> this show? This what show. What time is this show? I love when people in the building are like, what time do hey, you, can you uh, meet in the morning? It's like, here? never. Like, never. No, 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 we can't do that. Sorry. Afternoon. Do you even know the show exists? Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live <laughs> every day, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain from Studio B. Joining us live is... BYU women's volleyball star. You almost say former? No. I was going to say six foot four, but oh. she's now six foot five. She grew an inch. The six five Kennedy Eschenberg joins us in yes. studio. We got to get that right. Tell, tell us what happened. Yes, I am six five. We measured yesterday, me and Heather. And Heather Nighting, not only. Heather, said. oh, yes, sorry. That can be confusing sometimes. <laughs> Heather Nighting, me and Heather Nighting had a measure off because since her mission, like, she came back and we're like, She's always like, I'm taller than you. I'm taller than you. And sometimes she does look taller than me, but we had a legit measure off, and we're exactly the same. Wow. Does hair factor into this at all? Yes. And she had a high pony, but she took her hair down. Oh, okay. And. Interesting. Yeah. The exact same height. Exact same height. But that was according to Terrell, so our strength coach. So. Okay. I don't know. We got to take his word for it. Yeah, we'll have to take his word. For it. <laughs> don't take my word for it. She's six five, people. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's talk about uh, the season. You get an eleven seed. The reaction was positive. Yeah. We didn't know what seed you'd get. You're ranked fourth. Your RPI is like seventeen. Yeah. It's like somewhere in the middle, kind of, right? Yeah. Are you guys happy with that? Yeah, super happy. Uh, we wanted to host, of course, the first uh, rounds, and we were hoping for that. But honestly, like, we're so grateful to ha- have this position and. Like, looking at it, I've been here for forever. Like, I thought you were saying former, too. <laughs> and this is my not sixth. Not yet. Thankfully, <laughs> we not have, yet. Yeah, not yet. We have, like, three or four weeks left, right? Yeah. A few weeks. Let's go. Yep. And so, you know, this is my sixth year, and I'm just so grateful to be in this spot and be able to play in this tournament again. And, yeah, we were happy with that seed and to be able to play at BYU with our fans, and it'll be exciting. Kennedy Eschenberg on BYU Sports Nation. Again, you open with Boise State. It's a yeah. tough first-round opponent. Yeah, Boise's really good. They're rolling right now, yeah. and uh, we were talking during the break. This is a team that uh, has beaten Utah and have won a bunch of games in a row. So yeah. what do you know about the Broncos at this point? Yeah, we know that they're really good, and, of course, like our coaches are awesome at preparing us. And since they found out, working harder than – I know they're working hard, but I think working harder than we can even imagine to prepare us and – I think that's so cool. One of the biggest strengths of our team is like our amazing coaches and you know, we're excited to play them and it's a good it's a good team to play and yeah, we're gonna give it our best and we're excited. This is one of the toughest first round matches you will have had, I think, in your career, honestly. Like mm-hmm. typically this game is like, Hey, good job guys getting here, you're gonna get pounded by BYU. <laughs> um, this is a team that made an incredible run through the Mountain West and is feeling pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. So Utah Valley and Utah is the other game. Potential BYU-Utah matchup, not going to ask you about that, but that's what we hope and expect on Saturday night. You guys have played all season to be able to get to this point and make a run. You're used to making a run. You've been to the Final Four. What are the ingredients that it takes to be successful in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I think just one of the strengths I look at of our team this year is a lot of us have 
been to the tournament before and that brings a lot of excitement and a lot of you know fun feelings and I think it's cool like those are really good but also we know this is one match at a time and this next match is you know the match we're focused on and we're going to go and give it our all and I think just like that fight that energy and another thing that's cool about our team right now is I think like we've been unified all year but I think every practice every game we've played together we get a little more unified a little more together and that's just going to help us in the tournament. This next question is based on what I witnessed with BYU women's soccer when they got their draw in the NCAA tournament and they saw a team they wanted some revenge on I like potentially where down the line. I like where you're going. So the one game at a time mentality, do you gain extra energy for the one game in front of you knowing that you could potentially face the one team that beat you this season? Yeah, that is exciting. And, you know, you see that, and that does bring, like, awesome feelings. Like, we could face them. But seriously, like, the only way to get there is one. Right. One game at a time. And so, yeah, you're like, we want to be there. We want to go all the way. We want to win a national championship. That's that's our goal. That's always been our goal. And we're going to do that by focusing on this match, you know, doing mm-hmm. our best, preparing for it. And, yeah. Hey, take all the extra motivation. Yeah. From potentially <laughs> facing a team that beats you to beat Boise State. Exactly. Well, yeah. not to mention, uh, Utah in the second round is the last team to beat you in the tourney, right? Two years ago mm-hmm. here. So if that happens, that's a motivating factor as well. We've done the show like eight and a half years. That's one of the most unique questions we've ever asked because it's like, do you find extra focus in wanting to get there? By looking at that, I have to win. Yes, this because game. Like soccer, you said. soccer, like the yes. players and coaches admitted as much. Like we saw the potential for Virginia, and that fueled our fire to get to that point. Yeah. On the each game uh-huh. mentality, right? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Okay, this team's so talented. You, we've known this for a long time. You had Kenzie Kerber. It's like, okay, the ceiling goes up a little bit, right, yeah. with this team, which is so awesome. Kate Grimmer's an amazing opposite as well. Um, you're loaded there. What is it about this group that makes it special? Because you guys have only lost once this year. You're in the top five. It's been an amazing season so far. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things I could say with that. But one of the cool things you've touched on it is just having Kenzie come here. More transfers. Aria, Gretchen, a lot of awesome freshmen joined. And I think that's really what makes makes us special is how balanced we are as a team. And, yeah, I think that's – really cool and also what I said about just being unified like we love playing together and I can't even describe how magical it is to play with people who you know who have your back you know on and off the court and just going to fight and battle every day and it's been so fun to watch all year we should congratulate you on another first team all conference thank you amazing Um, Kenzie is the player of the year which was super obvious and awesome yeah Uh, Whitney Bowers is head of the year Heather is the coach of the year sometimes these awards coach of the year sometimes is the we didn't think you'd be that good but you're better than we thought to another team, but sometimes it's, no, BYU was incredible and didn't lose a single match. Well-deserved, right, for Heather? Thank you, yeah. yeah. Well-deserved. <laughs> she deserves it, and we're grateful to have her. How do you handle those awards? Because you've won a bunch of them. Do you so even get an award? award? Yeah, like, like, do you get a paper? Do they give you, like, a plaque? Like, what do you Yeah, they get? give you a plaque. Oh, a cool. little plaque? Okay. Yeah, like a framed thing. How many You've got you... 714 now? <laughs> How many do you have now? <laughs> no, I don't know, Four, but <laughs> even, like... It's still so – it's, like, so special to earn those. And I think it's cool to look at our team and, learn, like, see what we what we got this year and the recognition we got. And I think even the people who may not have gotten recognition – like, I literally think everyone on our team could have gotten, you know, an award. And right. that's really cool. And that's right. one of our biggest strengths and how balanced we are. 
BYUSN will give that. We will. We will. We can do give. that. <laughs> we can let's do it. Sophia Callahan, congratulations! You're all Mount, uh, all West Coast Conference. <laughs> yes, let's do it. BYU Sports <laughs> Station, all West Coast Conference. It's just awards. all BYU people in our <laughs> in biased, small writing. Though. Biased opinion, exactly. Taylor Hefo, congrats, server of the year. Seriously. Do you and Kenzie and the others that might have to leave? Can you find some type of COVID redshirt extra time, like to continue this run? If you guys can help me we find get a that seventh year. Yes, I'm in. How's the doctorate coming? <laughs> Along. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, congrats on the success so far. I know huge match uh, tomorrow. It's on ESPN Plus. BOTV wanted to do the match, but uh, it's on ESPN Plus. Take the karma, Kennedy. Tomorrow night, Give nine Eastern, us. Boise State. Yep. Thank okay. you. Go. Do. All right. Thank you. Coming. Okay, Nephi. Coming up. Rise and shout out to Teddy Bears. And our double down results. Hey, you didn't win it outright this time. What did happen? Neither did BYU. This is BYU Sports. It was rough. It was tough. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Still got the banner up, man. Yep. You're going to hang a banner. Download the podcast as well. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Okay, let's get to our recap of the BYU at UVU double down projections. Reminder of how it works. We give two predictions. Each one we get correct is worth a point. If you get both correct, you get a bonus point for a total of three possible points. All right, Jerem, take it away. Here are Jason's picks, a.k.a. the guest from yesterday. Seneca Knight will score in double figures. Yep, season high 10 gets a point. Okay. Two. Once BYU's lead reaches 10, it will not drop to single digits for the rest of the game. Here's the largest lead with sevens and BYU. So, one point. Number one for me, Alex Barcelo and Trevin Nell will outscore Connor Harding, Blaze Neald, and Colby Lafson. That happened. Barcelo and Nell combined for 23, Harding, Neald, and Lafson, 16. So you think, hey, BYU should have won. They had a guy named Amac and another guy named Harmon. He's the grocer in your neighborhood, Spence. Yep. BYU, my second pick, will hold Utah Valley to 65 or fewer points. I was feeling really good about this one until the game went into overtime, which is the yep. wheelhouse for Utah Valley this season. BYU gave up a season-high 72, no point, no bonus, so just one point for me. Where do you live? Oh, I'm in the wheelhouse. Oh, okay, cool. I don't even know that. Number one, Fardaz Amak won't get a double-double. He didn't. He had like a double, 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 double. Uh, he had twenty. Twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, twenty four and twenty two. Well, there was a point. Once Gavin Baxter goes out, that gets blown up. It really does. Number two, former Cougs Harding, Neil, Lifeson will combine for fewer than twenty points. They combined for twenty points or sixteen. So get the one. All right, your current standings uh, total on the season at twelve. I'm at five. Guest. Guest <laughs> three. It's just a combo of people. Can I take the guest points? Can I inherit those? <laughs> still be behind. I would still be behind. That's so sad. <laughs> it's, it's early. It's December 2nd. All right. We're going to go off the map a little bit here with our elite voice of the day. And this I, is a very I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of this. It's a very calculated move, I will explain, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. We're giving it to Utah Valley men's basketball <laughs> for this tweet of Connor Harding. UVU Sports Nation. What okay? are we doing here? It says, our house. No. Our Valley. Why are we showing this? I feel really weird about this, but Wait. we are showing that we can handle a joke and a little bit of shade thrown in our direction without freaking out. Hashtag banner hanging in Studio B. Yeah. Maybe you are. I don't like seeing uh, Cosmito as a mat there, so that's just me. It's not Cosmo. It's his evil twin brother. <laughs> 
Uh, Boslo. <laughs> I was going to say, what's his name? Boslo. Boslo, Cosmo's evil twin brother. Boslo. What the freak? Oh, congratulations to Utah Valley for winning the Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they're going to Disneyland. Oh. They just won the SoCal Challenge, so they might have Get out of here, Boslo. Boslow was the angry cougar that was chasing that kid down uh, Provo Canyon, too. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America, the official credit union Boslo. of BYU Athletics. What the heck? <laughs> Let's give it to BYU Hockey, another club sport, Jerem. Yes, uh, their, their fall finale here. Uh, they're actually taking on Utah Valley, trying to avenge the loss from yesterday. Let's go. It's a teddy bear game. Those will be donated. Uh, to charity, so if you go to the game, you can throw it on yeah. the ice, and uh, that's a great cause. The hockey team's going to tweet out a picture uh, standing on a Wolverine rug after they win this match tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh. Saying, our house, our valley. <laughs> our, our ice. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, Gavin Baxter. Uh, torn ACL out for the year. That just stinks, man. Gav's such a good dude, such a good player. He's playing so well. Three straight yeah. games and double figs. So... Yeah, out for the year. That changes the dynamic of the basketball season. We love Gavin. Really we love does. his family. We appreciate him and everything he's given to BYU. And, my friend, we wish you yeah. a healthy and quick recovery. You know, big things are ahead of you. Whatever you choose to do in life, that's more basketball. Fantastic. If not, you're going to be awesome. Yeah. Our thanks to today's guests, Tyler Haas and Kennedy Eschenberg. Sorry to Dennis Pitt. I ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSM. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Tyler Anderson. Tyler and nice. He's, warm, a, he's, warm a speedster. he's a speedster. Warm, warm high, high you know? I'm with Dave McCann, Chad Lewis, Connor Wetton. We'll see you tomorrow for BYU Sports Nation. Go Kooks! Boslow.